1: Praise the Lord. Good morning, Faith Hill Church. Man, what uh, a privilege, yet another opportunity for us to get together and get into God's Word. Uh, we started this journey a few weeks ago talking about every prayer answered, and I basically have been teaching from this book uh, that I wrote a few years ago. And if you didn't get an opportunity to get a free ebook uh, copy of this uh, uh, awesome book I believe uh, please be sure to send us an email admin at and so we started this journey a few weeks ago and we've been uh, talking about the different kinds of prayer Uh, we discovered through scripture in Ephesians chapter number 6 verse 18 that the Apostle Paul encourages us to pray at all times using the different kinds of prayer and so we discovered uh, that there were different kinds of prayer and that these different kinds of prayer have different regulations and guidelines that will help you uh, uh, find some success in your prayer life. And so we talked about the prayer of petition. If you didn't listen to that teaching, man, you need to go and take a look and at our website and, and, and get a hold of that teaching. So we talked about the prayer of petition, also known as the prayer of asking. We talked about uh, last week, the prayer of intercession. And uh, we also talked about the prayer of meditation. A lot of people don't realize this, uh, but that meditation is a form of prayer according to Psalm 5, uh, one that we should be uh, 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 in all the time he says meditate on this word uh day and night and so in the same breath we're moving right along and today we're going to be talking about uh the prayer of praise and thanksgiving uh the prayer of praise and thanksgiving man thanksgiving and praise is one of uh uh uh, uh, the highest reasons why god created uh, uh mankind he created us uh to praise and to worship him and so you know being a thankful person and being someone who is full of praise uh, for God comes as a prerequisite if we're going to be successful uh, in our prayer life. Even Jesus teaching his disciples how to pray, uh, he said, When you pray, thou shalt say, uh, Our Father who art in heaven. If you listen to that, uh, uh, to those words, he's actually uh, uh, in a form of prayer, of, of praise and thanksgiving. He's uh, adoring God, he's worshiping God. And how does he end uh, that prayer? He says, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And he's also back uh, in praise. So praise is very important. Uh, It's a part of our lives as uh, believers. And uh, so if we look in Deuteronomy chapter number 28, God is bringing a charge against the children of Israel. And he says to them, because you have not served me with gladness, uh, this curses shall come upon you. Now, for you and I, we know that uh, we've already been redeemed from the curse. There is no curse that can stick if you are a new covenant believer because of what Jesus did on the cross. Galatians 3, uh, from verse 13 to 14, it says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is any man who hangs uh, on a tree. So you and I uh, uh, can never uh, have a curse stick on us. It doesn't matter what people may do. you can't be cursed because God has already blessed us. And so here uh, uh, we can learn, though, from Deuteronomy chapter number 28, God's attitude towards serving him with gladness, towards praise and thanksgiving. He says to them, man, because you have not served me with thanksgiving and with with gladness of heart, therefore these curses are going to come upon you. And so just reading that reveals to us that to God, uh, this is very important. And if you also look at... uh, 2nd uh, Timothy chapter number 3 verse 2 uh, this is the apostle Paul uh, prophesying about the, the the last days the days that you and I live in and he says these words he says for men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous bolsters proud blasphemers disobedient to parents unthankful unholy without natural affection truce breakers false accusers, incontinent, fierce despisers, of those that are good and listen I mean he's talking about people who uh, do all these terrible things and in the same breath he includes uh, the unthankful this also reveals to us God's attitude towards Thanksgiving Thanksgiving is a vital part of your prayer life because uh, uh, praise and Thanksgiving is almost a form of prioritizing God when you when you are thankful at heart and when you give give God praise, uh, you are putting God first. And it's very important as believers that we live a lifestyle of putting uh, God first. And so we're going to get into the benefits of uh, uh, praise and thanksgiving in the life of a believer. But before we do that, I just want to read uh, these three points that I put uh, in this book. Praise as an effect on the devil. The Bible says there's no shouting in the kingdom of darkness. The devil has never had a good day. (laughs) He knows his future. And in the kingdom of darkness, there's no shouting. Uh, Praise also has an effect on God. Why? Because scripture says in John 4, uh, 23 to 24, he seeks those who worship him in spirit and in truth. Praise also has an effect on the believer, you and I. Praise has an effect on us. Why? Because the prayer of praise and thanksgiving gives strength to the believer. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is indeed our strength. And so we read a story uh, in First Samuel chapter number 30 from verse 1 to 8 of David. He had come back um, from fighting a battle uh, with the children of Israel. And when he came back to Ziglag, uh, he found out that their camp had been ambushed and uh, their, cho- their children had been taken hostage and their wives. And I mean, everyone in the camp was distressed. In fact, let me read uh, what it says uh, in scripture. So we're going to read First Samuel. Samuel chapter number 30 from verse 1 to 8. He says, Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken captive the women and those who were there. From small to great, they did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So this is a bad situation. And so David and his men came to the city, and there it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept. I mean, this is grown men crying. And and when I say grown men, I'm just not talking about grown in age. I mean, these were warriors. They had just come back from fighting a battle and won. So these are strong men, both physically and at heart. But this situation is so, is so bad that all of them started crying. I mean, this situation is so bleak that all of them start crying until they had no more power to weep. I mean, they cried until they passed out. And David and his two wives, uh, Neoham and uh, Jezreelites and Abigail, the widow of uh, Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. So his entire family is gone. Now David was greatly distressed uh, for the people spoke of stoning him because of the soul of all the people was grieved. So after crying until they fainted, they turned on David and they said, now nah, we want to kill you because it's your fault. I mean, this situation is bleak. Can you see it? And he says, "Here, yeah. every man for his sons and his daughters started grieving. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. You remember, we said the joy of the Lord is our strength. So, how did David strengthen himself in the Lord? He took his attention off of what was going on. He took his attention off of the circumstances that were surrounding him. He took his attention off of the bleak situation that's surrounding him and started focusing on God. And as he did that, he began to draw strength from God Almighty. And he says, David strengthened himself. In the Lord, man, I'm telling you, the Bible is the biggest DIY book in the world. It's the biggest do-it-yourself book. Listen, David didn't go to the prophet. There's no problem with going to the prophet. Try and get some help. There's no problem going to the pastor to try and get some counseling. But how, how many of you know that you can do it yourself? You can get into God's Word and do it yourself. You can start looking back at the things that God has already done for you and. Start giving him thanks and praise and and thanksgiving, and as you do that, you'll be able to draw strength uh, uh, from that. And he says, then David said to Abiata the priest and Amielah's like son, "Please bring me the ephod." Here to me. So the ephod is a representation of prayer. So he was going into uh, uh, the closet to pray and to inquire of the Lord. And Abiata brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. And we know that David was strengthened through this uh, experience of praise and thanksgiving. And uh, he pursued uh, the armies uh, that had taken his children uh, uh, and his wives captive. And we know that he recovered everything. So what do we learn from David's situation? We learn that the joy of the Lord is indeed our strength. Abraham was strengthened in the same way. If you read in Romans chapter number four, uh, verse 20, let's quickly go to Romans chapter number four, uh, verse 20. We see Abraham, is also in a bleak situation. Uh, He's fast uh, approaching 100 years old. He's never had a child. Uh, His wife uh, has a dead womb. They've never had a child. And this situation is a little desperate. So how do you encourage yourself when you find yourself in a big bleak situation? How do you get strength? I mean, you need to get strength from somewhere. And I can assure you, you're not going to get that strength from your circumstances. You're not going to get that strength from what's going on around you you can but you can certainly get that strength uh, from God and so scripture says in um, Romans chapter number 4 verse verse 20 it says Abraham staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief but was strengthened in faith Faith by giving praise to God. Man, you get strengthened in your faith when you start giving praise to God. Listen, praise takes your attention off of what you're going through and he puts, it puts it on God. Praise magnifies God uh, uh, more than your problems. See, whatever you focus on is magnified. If you focus on your circumstances, man, your circumstances are, are certainly going to start getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and they'll overwhelm you but when you choose to focus on God how do you focus on God you don't go outside you know your house and look up what are you doing I'm focusing on God no you focus on the goodness of God you start praising God and as you do that you bring all of your uh, mind will all of your emotions into that place of of joy and praise and thanksgiving as you do that you begin to draw strength from that, he says Abraham was strengthened in faith by giving uh, praise to God, and so praise and thanksgiving is a part uh, of our lifestyle as children of God. It is not a, a religious duty. You know, when you come to church on Sunday morning, uh, we usually start with praise, uh, and we, we 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 mix it up with worship. We're focusing on God, and the reason we do that is is it's intentional. There is a method to the madness. We we want you to, because uh, we know people. We They come to church, man, they they are carrying a lot of uh, heavy burdens and heavy loads. And when they come into the place, some of them, they are not in a place where they are ready to receive from the Lord. And so what's the uh, first thing we want to do when we come into the presence of God? We want to focus on God. We want to give thanks. We want to worship God. We want to take their attention off of what they are going through uh, to God. And as they do that, man, something special happens. They begin to draw strength. They begin to get excited about about life again scripture says in psalm 100 uh, verse 4 that the, uh, uh, we shall enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Thanksgiving is our password uh, to get into the manifest presence of God. Uh, thanksgiving is our password to come into a place where we can begin to draw off his strength. We can begin to uh, be partakers of the heavenly riches. Uh, we do that by by moving our mindset, by moving our focus from, from, from the things that we are going through uh, to God from moving our focus from ourselves Circumstances uh, uh, to God. And so we see another story in Acts chapter number. 16, Uh, we read of Paul and Silas, they'd been beaten, stripped naked, and they were thrown into uh, a prison. And scripture says that at midnight, they began to give thanks and sing praises unto God, uh, such that the prisoners uh, heard them. And it says, uh, let me read quickly, uh, Acts chapter number 16, I want to read it to you so you can hear what what happened. Acts 16, I want to read from verse uh, 25. So they are in prison, and they start singing praises to God. At midnight, Scripture says, verse 25, Acts 16, verse 25, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners uh, heard them. Now, Paul and Silas uh, were going through a terrible time. They'd been beaten. Uh, They'd been stripped naked, possibly uh, facing a a death penalty from the authorities. I mean, they had a lot to worry about, but they chose to be thankful. They chose uh, to praise God. And as they did that, Scripture records in verse 26, that suddenly there was a great earthquake earthquake. I personally believe that the reason why there was a great earthquake was because God literally, his manifest presence, came and invaded the prison. Why? Because the scripture tells us in the Old Testament that God inhabits the praises of his people. So when you start praising, scripture says God leaves heaven and he comes and he sits in your praise. He comes and he lives in your praise. So yeah, I would like to believe that God came into the prison with them. And so if you want God to be present with you while you're going through what you're going through, you know what, how you can invite him in, you start praising him. You start lifting up a shout. And as you do that, watch what happened. Verse 26, and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prisons were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed i mean these boys got an accidental breakthrough while they were busy praising god god came in and, and release them from their bondage. Man, I'm telling you, sometimes you don't even need to focus on the bondage that you're going through. Just focus on being thankful. Focus on the things that God uh, has already done for you. There's an old song uh, that was written a long time ago that says, When I think about your goodness, my soul cries and shouts hallelujah. Listen, when you start reminiscing on all the things that God has already done for you, there must be a place somewhere in your heart where you can find a Thank you, Jesus. And I'm telling you, as you do that, scripture says God inhabits the praises of his people. And when God comes, he will certainly fix everything that is broken before he leaves, amen? And so we know that Paul and Silas, man, got an, a, an amazing breakthrough through this, this lifestyle. I'm not even going to call it a principle. It's not a principle. Thanksgiving is not a technique. It's not a principle. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of life, man. We need to be thankful at Heart. We need to be creatures uh, uh, that just love to give God thanks. Man, I'm telling you, these things will change your life once you start appropriating them in your life. And so thanksgiving is powerful. Thanksgiving is where we find our strength. Scripture says in Psalm 8 uh, verse 2, uh, he says, Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. That's what he says in Psalm 8 verse 2. And then Jesus in Matthew 21, 16 quotes the same verse. And he says, Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise. So what Jesus does is he replaces the phrase ordained strength in Psalm 8 verse 2 with perfected praise in uh, Matthew 21 verse 16 and Jesus is not misquoting scripture but he's bringing you into a deeper revelation and what is that revelation you may you may ask good question that revelation is this that ordained strength equals perfected praise if you want to start operating in the place of ordained strength with God man you need to start releasing a praise and a thanksgiving man this is this is powerful hebrews uh, 13 verse 15 says Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually, not occasionally, continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips that openly profess his name. And this is a powerful, powerful, powerful principle. He says that we can offer a sacrifice of praise. What that means is you don't have to find a praise in your feelings. You can find a praise in your decisions. And the opposite of that is, you know, just focusing on your problems. You don't want to focus on your problems. And in fact... uh, um, Uh, Regina Brett I'm gonna read a quotation here by Regina Brett Uh, she said if we all threw our problems in a pile and you saw everyone else's problems we would quickly grab ours back Man, perspective is everything. Uh, but but moving right along, I also want to assure you this that praise and thanksgiving is a spiritual weapon that fights the devil in the spiritual realm. The only way we can fight and conquer Satan is through spiritual weapons. That's what scripture says our weapons, they're not carnal but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Man, if you want to fight and win against the enemy, you're going to have to start learning how to fight in the spiritual realm. If you try to fight him in the physical realm, man, he's the master of the physical realm. Uh, Satan is the master of the feelings realm. If If you live a life of feelings and just you depend, I mean, everything is dependent on how you feel, man, you're already defeated before you begin. You need to snap out of the realm of feelings. I always put it this Way. Feelings are like the air conditioner in your car. I'm not saying just be cold and, 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 and do not feel anything, but I'm saying you need to be able to control your feelings the same way you can control the air conditioner uh, uh, in your car. Uh, uh, feelings are like the air conditioner in your car. If it's a hot day uh, out there and the car starts blowing uh, uh, hot air, you know what? You're going to turn that sucker off. It's the same thing with feelings. When feelings are not in line with God's word, if feelings are not in line with the fruit of the spirit, man, you need to be quick to turn the sucker off, amen, and and start uh, uh, progressing towards uh the feelings of God. That's why David would always command his feelings to line up uh, with praise and worship. David wrote and said, uh, bless the Lord, all my soul, uh, and all that is within me, bless his holy name and if you go and read the footnotes on that particular verse uh, Psalm 103 verse 1 it says it's a warfare scripture so David wasn't begging his soul to line up to give God praise he wasn't negotiating he was commanding his soul he was saying so you are going to bless the Lord all oh my soul and everything that is within me, you are going to bless his holy name. Amen. And so sometimes you need to just bring yourself with clenched feet and gritted teeth. You need to just bring yourself to a place where you say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You just get excited and start giving God praise. And as you do that, man, you will begin to draw strength. That's what it is. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And so praise is a spiritual weapon that causes confusion in the kingdom of Satan. Man, when you are giving God praise uh, from the spiritual perspective uh, angle, man, there is confusion in the enemy's camp. Uh, We read the story of uh, King Jehoshaphat. Uh, in the Bible, and uh, King Jehoshaphat was uh, 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 leading the children of Israel and uh, Judah, actually the nation of Judah, and he was under siege uh, from a three-nation opposition. There were three nations that were uh, coming against him, if you read in Second Chronicles chapter number 20, uh, from verse 1 to 23. It says, and it happened that uh, the people of Moab, with the people of Ammon and others, who were beside them came to battle against Jehoshaphat then came and uh, then some came and told Jehoshaphat saying a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea from Syria and they are in Hazon-tamar uh, and Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout Judah and so Judah gathered all together to ask help from the Lord Man, this is the best thing you can do when you are in trouble it is to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, uh, they came to seek uh, the Lord. And so uh, Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court saying, oh God of our fathers, uh, you are not God in heaven. You do not rule over do, you do not rule over the kingdom of the nations, and in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove our out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel? Uh, and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever. And they dwell in it. And have built you a sanctuary in it for your name. Saying, if disaster comes upon us, a sword, a judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple in your presence. For your name is in this temple. And cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. And now here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom... Uh, you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned uh, from them and did not destroy them. Here they are rewarding us by coming to throw us off our possession, which you have given us to inherit, O oh, our God. Will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is come against us, nor do we have. Do we know what to do? But our eyes are upon you. So he turned his eyes from the situation and fixed his eyes upon God. And that's the definition of praise and thanksgiving. Man, praise and thanksgiving moves your attention from the, 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 what you have and it turns your attention to God. Remember when Jesus took the two fish and the five loaves, he was looking at scarcity. But scripture says he looked up unto heaven, and he gave thanks. I mean, he didn't look up and start complaining. He looked up and he said, thank you for the little that I have. And what happened? There was a supernatural anointing released on the two fish and the five loaves that the little turned into much through thanksgiving. Man, I'm telling you, there is a supernatural increase that happens when you learn how to be grateful and to be thankful. Even in the natural, people want to help thankful people. This is just a great quality to have in your life just in general but you ought to be a grateful person you ought to be a thankful person if you want to have friends around you stop complaining stop murmuring stop being depressed all the time and start being thankful for the little that you have if you can breathe in and breathe out you have so much to be thankful for. Amen? <laughs> if you have shoes on your feet, man, you have so much to be thankful for. Even if you don't have shoes on your feet, if you've got feet, you've got so much to be thankful for. Amen? So thankful ought to be a part of our lives. <laughs> And so King Jehoshaphat went to God. Man, that was a little detour. Let's come back to Exhibit A. And so King Jehoshaphat went to God and he started praising God and inquired of the Lord. And uh, 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 it says here, now all Judah with their little ones, their wives and their children stood before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah or if you are from uh, uh, my town, Zachariah, (laughs) and the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph. And in the midst of the assembly, assembly, he said, listen, all of you, Judah. So the prophet began to speak. He said, listen, all of you, Judah and the inhabitants of uh, Jerusalem and all you King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord, do not be afraid or or dismayed don't be discouraged don't be afraid don't be dismayed because this great multitude for the battle is not yours but it belongs to God so the message from the lord was the battle is not even yours but this battle belongs to God and God went on to say tomorrow go up against them and you are going to win this battle and here's how you're going to win this battle you're going to print put the praise and worshipers in front of the battle, in front of the army. And as the praise and worshipers lift up a praise and a thanksgiving and a worship, uh, there's going to be victory in that. But something really peculiar happened while God was instructing them to put uh, the praise and worshipers uh, in front of the army. God actually prescribed the lyrics to the song that he wanted them to sing. He just didn't say put the praise and worshipers worshipers in front of the army and let them sing whatever they can come up with. Because sometimes church folk, religious folk can sing some unbelief if you let them. (laughs) Amen. But you need to listen very carefully to what you're singing before you sing it. I mean, people will start singing songs around what they are going through. People will start singing songs around, man, tonight we're going to die. And the whole nation will join in and sing a religious song about tonight we're going to die. God didn't want them to sing about what they were going through. God wanted them to sing faith. And how do you sing faith? He said, I want you to sing this song. Give thanks unto God. Listen to those words. Give thanks unto God. Or praise ye the Lord for his mercies endure forever. That was the end of the songs. Those are the only lyrics they got. Uh, You know, I I can imagine some people in the nation saying, Man, I'm tired of singing this song. Can you give me another? The Lord said, No, sing that one. Give thanks unto God for his mercies endure forever. Can we get another song? No, sing that one. They kept singing it until they believed it. They kept singing it until their faith uh, was was ignited. Uh, We know that there is is an abounding faith in thanksgiving. Let me read Colossians chapter number 2 verse 8 for you quickly. Colossians chapter number 2 verse 8. It says, As you have therefore received Christ, Chapter number six, <laughs> chapter number two, verse six to seven. Okay, I I'm going really fast. My time is almost fast, man. It says in Colossians two, uh, verse six and seven. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk ye in him. How do you walk uh, in him? He puts a semicolon and he tells us in verse 7. Rooted and built up in him and established in faith. How do you get established in faith? As you have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving. See, you abound in faith Through thanksgiving if your faith is struggling uh, you actually really don't have a faith problem you have a thanksgiving problem you you just haven't realized how much God has already done for you so the children of Judah the nation of Judah they were told sing that song uh, 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 give thanks unto God for his uh, uh, mercies endure forever they kept singing that song until they believed it. And when they believed it, scripture says there was confusion in the enemy's camp. Man, I'm telling you, the enemy, Satan, gets confused when God's children learn how to give God praise in the midst of life challenges. Man, if you can master the art of being thankful while surrounded. You know, we sing a song about this is how I fight my battles. You know how you fight your battles? You fight your battles through your mouth. You fight your battles through thanksgiving and praise he says as they began to shout and lift up these words praise ye the lord give thanks unto the lord for his mercies endure forever there was confusion in the enemy's camp they began to kill each other until there was two men standing face to face in the battle and they slaughtered each other and when they got to that uh, place where the enemy's camp was Everybody, just dead bodies everywhere. They just got to that place and uh, their effort was just to pick up the spoils. It wasn't even their battle. The only battle that they fought that day was the battle of picking up the spoils, man, just to try and figure out where to uh, carry all of these spoils of battle. And I'm telling you, they are spoils to this spiritual battle. You got to learn how to fight battles that have spoils. Stop fighting people <laughs> Start fighting in the spiritual realm. And how do you do that? You do that through praise and thanksgiving. Man, I I trust that you are blessed with this teaching. I just thought, thought to encourage you. Uh, from today onwards, to start living a life of, 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 of thanksgiving, start living a life of praise and, and thanksgiving. I mean, we read in the Lord's Prayer that Jesus, uh, I, I, you know, I like to call it the sandwich technique. He starts off with praise. Man, before you ask, just give God thanks for the things that he has already done for you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. And then you can slip a request in there. Uh, give us today our daily bread. Uh, 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 and so on and so forth. And then at the end, for thine is the kingdom. So you slip a request in between the sandwich of praise. Always start with praise and always end with praise with praise and thanksgiving. And I'm going to do that right now. Thank you for watching. (laughs) And thank you, Father, for giving us this opportunity uh, that we can get together even on the internet and share the word one with each other. Trust that you were blessed with that teaching. Don't go away yet. Uh, Our announcer is going to come on and uh, we have a few announcements to share with you. God bless you. Bye-bye.
0: Wasn't that a great word? Why don't we just practice what we've been taught? Come on, someone say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Well, we're going to be meeting again very soon, um, but we're meeting as leaders just to really discuss our plan of action to getting back. But in the meantime, I want to encourage you to just reach out to your life group leaders. Watch out for all the posts on our WhatsApp groups, and we're going to be communicating to you as soon as possible. And before you all go, life groups we have life groups every Thursday and we meet virtually at 7pm at so if you want to be a part of a life group be sure to send an email to admin at faithfulchurch.co.za and one more announcement Grace in the Marketplace is still on and it's still on live on Facebook every Wednesday at 6pm for the winter season So you really don't want to miss out. That's every Wednesday live on Facebook at 6 p.m. And I hear that this week we're going to have some really amazing guests. So you want to make sure that you don't miss out. (laughs) That's it from us for today. God bless. We love you. We absolutely cannot wait until we can get to see you again in person. Bye-bye. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.